0: Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the senior minister of C3 Powerhouse and the executive director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made, and here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Frecker, our Melbourne East location pastor. Welcome to today's episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast. As always, I'm joined with Pastor John Pierce, the senior minister of C3 Powerhouse, and Pastor John, we have mixed feelings right now. This is a big episode, totally. isn't it?
1: This is this is the finale, the 2022 Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast. What? We're wrapping it up. Yes. We've had, we've had a heap of fun doing this, Dan, had so much great feedback from people. And what a, yeah, it's just a privilege. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for your encouragement. Glad we can help you uh, improve as a disciple maker.
0: Yes, it's been an absolute privilege. It's been a highlight um, for Pastor John and I. And we just want you to know we believe in you. We love you. And what we're going to do today is we're going to continue what we did last time with a Q&A. Bonus episodes, uh, right? Bonus with episodes. Two bonus
1: episodes. I should say, Dan, before we get into that, for those, if it is your first episode, there's a whole stack you can yes. go back and swing back and catch up on. Or for many of you, go back and redo them, redo them with your team. It'll It's going to remain up as a, as a resource for people but Dan is our C3 Powerhouse Melbourne East location pastor doing a phenomenal job growing the church there in Melbourne and he's a brilliant disciple maker himself. So it's great to have you with us, Dan.
0: Oh, thank you, Pastor John. It's an honour. Well, we asked and you let us know what you wanted us to talk about and so we put this out on Instagram to our leadership community and uh, we got some great questions back. We We've chosen the top 10. And so we've
1: refined them right down to themes. We've refined them. We're too many, but yes, we've
0: got, yeah, it'll, it'll work. It will. But the first one's great, Pastor. I'm going to ask you uh, yes. what critical leadership lesson did you learn as a young pastor?
1: <laughs> so many dan <laughs> I, I made so many mistakes i was pretty deeply insecure when i became a senior pastor at 29 years old mm. didn't know really what i was doing uh but loved god loved people yeah so okay what did i what did i learn uh, i would say i'm going to give you a couple yeah I, uh, we one is when paul writes to timothy he says first pray Mm. and so that would be the first thing I learnt first praise a lot of spiritual pressure when you're a young leader Yeah, Uh, when you take over a church the spiritual weight or you plant a church the spiritual weight very significant so make sure that you pray first love it The, the second one would be be kind to yourself because not everyone's going to love you or love your church, and that's okay. (laughs) I know, I know. So just, you know, sometimes it's the best for the church, for you and the person, for them to go to another church Mm. because they just – either that the the vision is not kind of aligned, um, maybe there's a cultural mismatch, maybe a person has a particular agenda that they're hoping that can – you know that they can express through the church that you lead Mm. but i would say be faithful to the vision god's given you be confident in the in who you are and the the church that you see and keep reiterating that over and over and if people if that you know so don't be afraid when people leave as much as it feels personal it's probably not personal. Ninety-five yeah. percent of the time, it's not. So that's some great thoughts. I love that. <laughs> and you're yes. you're in that young pastor phase, aren't you, Dan? Three years into being a location yes. pastor. So.
0: Oh, very much, very much still learning. But yeah, I just guess one thing that came to mind, even when I started a Connect group, and um, I just guess something I love to share is I just remember learning the power of teachability, and mm. I, I have like this, I, I, I'm visual, but like a triangle of three things. And, and I, I learned this, that if I can stay humble, so mm-hmm. hum, stay in that place of humility, if I can yep. keep a hunger to grow, have yep. the fire you of know, the Holy Spirit and want to grow, and then this last one, teachability. And Great. I guess I, I reflect on my journey, and I learned this at a young age, that if I can keep those three things alive, the potential of what God can do in me and through me will be unlimited. And I just think as a young age, I learned that. And so that looks like um, getting under great leaders, submitting myself, asking questions, getting feedback, staying humble. I think that's a critical leadership lesson I learned.
1: Love that, Dan. And I'm still learning. Love that. Yes.
0: Oh, way. so good. Well, Pastor John, another person asked. So, um, everyone's quite busy, right? We hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, the question yep. is how do we disciple busy, working adults who might just <laughs> have 10 things going on family, mm-hmm. kids' mm-hmm. sport, work? Yep. How do we disciple people like that?
1: Yeah. Excellent question. It is it's a modern challenge. You ask most people how how are you doing? <laughs> and I reckon busy is the top answer. Um, yeah. I like to try and say full. My life's full. <laughs> it's, but anyway, it's full. similar, similar <laughs> answer. Um, so it's a great question. A, a couple of thoughts I would say is you've got to leverage people's time. Mm. So, for example, people are People do listen to podcasts, they do watch Netflix, they do they drive places, there's there's usually time. They might not have as much time to be face to face. Sure. But you want to leverage their time. So a big part of being a disciple maker is to really resource people and then reflect on it. Mm. So that would be probably one of the key things is make it easy for people. Paul wrote people's letters. He didn't say come and see me. He wrote them. He wrote stuff to them. Yeah. And so I would say get really good uh, resources into people's hands but then have opportunity to reflect so that people are learning and you're you're giving them that so I think you can't replace face-to-face when it comes to uh, disciple making mm. you, you have to get you get beside people with people together so I just try and for busy people build that around pre-committed times so yeah. let's say they're coming to church on Sunday. Have lunch together afterwards, right? Yes. So it's not it's not a separate event and going out, or maybe there's a maybe. A there's a, a church prayer meeting on, we'll meet before or afterwards. Or there's a connect group on, meet before or afterwards. Just kind of build it into your your the rhythm of your life and think ahead and plan ahead and and communicate well so you give people, you don't just bring things on people last minute. So that's a, a few thoughts for busy people. What do you reckon, Dan?
0: Oh, I think that's excellent. I, I was thinking the same. It's just respecting people's time, trying to Double up things, as you said, mm-hmm. like build it around when they're already out. So if, if in, rather than making another night out, can it be attached mm. to something else? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, yeah, as it's being a bit strategic about what we ask of them. And so maybe mm. just making sure we're asking what's the highest and most uh, valuable use of, you know, some time and maybe just yes. being careful that. Around that. And just one other thing, it's probably flipping it the other way, but I just think sometimes we as leaders can be so scared to ask people uh, of mm-hmm. things who are already busy. But something I've learned, Pastor John, and particularly from you, is let others people say no. And so do all the right things, but don't mm. pre count people out or say no on their behalf. Yes. Um, generally, great leaders are already busy people because they're doing a lot for God and, and in life, great. right?
1: <laughs> great. Excellent. Great question.
0: Yes, thanks for that. Uh, whoever sent that in, we appreciate it. This next one, I, I like this as well. How can I best lead myself effectively? And I have heard, Pastor John, that the hardest person you will ever lead is yourself. And I that's know. definitely the case um, in my life. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I can be really painful sometimes. 100%. percent <laughs>
1: I'm not saying you can be painful <laughs> I, I know what i'm saying is that the the challenge of leading yourself self leadership is the beginning of leadership you can't you can't lead anybody else if you can't lead yourself uh, if you can't discipline yourself mm. so how do you do that I, look i probably the first thing that comes up to mind um is is you've got to be able to inspire keep yourself motivated and inspired i think that's such a big factor of leading i know for me and if i've you know let's let's say fitness as an example yeah. and the rule of of you go to see a personal trainer about your fitness they're going to say what's your why mm. why do you want to get fit what are you looking to achieve what's you know so so i would say in terms of self leadership i work really hard to keep myself focused and motivated on why what and why i'm doing things yeah. so that that means i listen to stuff i'm a I read things for inspiration, autobiographies. So I know that if I can keep myself inspired, I'll be more disciplined, I'll be more focused. So- you know, right now I've got, beside my bed, I have uh, Reinhard Bonnke's oh, uh, autobiography. That's bigger you know, than the Bible,
0: that one. It's, uh, that's
1: a massive <laughs> Living book, a but it's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I don't read it every night, but I've just got it there. That's great. Uh, I'm reading God's Generals. Uh, that's beside my my lounge. Uh, you know, so that that's inspirational. I tend to uh, listen to different uh, podcasts of preachers or leaders to mm. keep myself inspired. So I think if I... Can keep myself inspired, then, you know, that can be phone calls, talking to inspirational people. Then I tend to find the it's the rest of the disciplines catalyst, they sort of cascade out of there. So then I'm in prayer. And if I'm keeping if I'm in prayer, that keeps my spirit buoyant. You know, it's just there's a a range of things that keep me functioning and flowing Mm. like that.
0: I love those thoughts. It comes back to the why, keeping ourselves inspired and um, and, yeah, I think you mentioned it, Pastor, on the, the the big D word, which is discipline. And mm-hmm. something I've learned in my world is that discipline, like to lead myself requires discipline. And discipline is a muscle we can build. And and yes, I think that's, great. that's something uh, that, yeah, where I'm leading myself, I'm trying to grow that muscle. And so for me, mm-hmm. that looks like um, being led by my decisions, not my feelings. And yeah, I love forcing myself sometimes to do things that I do not feel like doing um Mm -hmm. that's why I love exercise it hurts it's hard Mm -hmm. but I'm choosing Mm -hmm. to do it and I'm telling my body to to submit to my decision and and just one other thought around that as I love keeping myself accountable um to Mm -hmm. people so whether that's um yeah, like right now, Pastor on. you know I'm training uh, to do my first marathon. And so mm-hmm. I decided to get a coach because I just want someone who's going to um, keep, keep me accountable That's and so make sure yep. I do it. So that'd just be another thought for me when trying to grow discipline is, yeah, accountability helps.
1: So good. Love it,
0: Dan. Uh, another question came in. All right. So we're, so many people listening, Pastor John, we're leading teams of volunteers or teams in yes. general. Yes. And we can't always just fire people uh, or get rid of people in an instant, <laughs> uh, even okay. though sometimes that'd be nice, I guess. I don't know. But um, I guess wow. that's what this person said, not me. But what like, what would be some tips, Pastor John, how do we manage a bad apple was their language. So we've got someone <laughs> okay. in our group, someone in our team, yep. they're a bad apple. Yep. What can we yep. do about it? <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, wow, great question. I mean, uh, yes, it's very hard to fire a volunteer. I get it. So, look, I think, you know, the heart of Christ in this is that we're always redemptive. We're always believing in people. Um, We're praying for people. We're loving people. We're encouraging people. So that's the foundation. And, you know, that means that we have to sometimes go now, you know, Fred's behaviour we'll use Fred as an example mm. for old Fred but Fred's behaviour <laughs> it's kind of toxic in our group or on our team mm. uh, they are being critical or they're being rude or they're they're just always talking over the top of everybody else mm. or whatever it might be so it's pulling the group or the team down so I'm going to love on Fred, encourage Fred. I'm going to realize that sometimes people's behavior is because of their own pain and yeah. the way that they've, their experiences they've had before. So I'm, I want to be very gracious. That's awesome. That doesn't mean I want to, I'm going to be weak though. Because the the problem is, if you are too gracious, Mm. then people may start leaving that team or leaving that group and your uh, strength of leadership is being questioned. You're not strong enough. So you're just letting anything happen. Right, And now there's an unhealthy atmosphere and culture and people just are stopping coming because you weren't able to lead. So I think the first thing is you're the leader. If you're, it's your group, your team. Obviously, you talk to your supervisors and coaches about how to, how to handle that. Mm. But but I would usually start. Never, I'd never correct in public. Great I'd wisdom. usually just um, pull Fred aside after you know and go, "Hey, mate, let's have a coffee." Been coming to my group. Go, how do you think? And then I'll I'll ask questions. Mm. Mate, hey, Fred, how do you think it's going at group? Okay, all right. Hey, when, you know, have you noticed? Um, you know, let's say he's over talking or being talking and rude to people. Look, I I just want to raise something. I'm not sure you're aware, but how do you think people are perceiving you in group? How do you think you're coming Mm. across? And again, hopefully some lights are going on. You're you're being redemptive. Yeah. And event best if that, that, Fred can kind of identify this is what he's doing and then reflect and go, that's unhealthy and reflect and go, that's coming. I'm doing that because of this. And then we go, all right, well, we need to obviously A, change the behavior. Yeah. But B, look at why and see if we can help you get on a healing journey. So, so I think you have to, I think people call it care frontation. I care about you. Yeah. And I care about the group dynamic. So, uh, and I'm going to raise it. Now, I think if you do that a couple of times, like if you raise it and Fred just goes, who the heck do you think you are? I'll, mm. I can do whatever that I want. Then you go, oh mate, look, that's not, that's just not going to work. It's probably yeah. better if you don't. If that's your attitude, why don't you go away and think about it? But I just think it's probably better you don't come to our group if if you're going to be like that to everybody. Yes. But if they're repentant, you can come. Uh, if they're repentant but don't change, you might have to give a couple of goes. Where you, again, you're talking about it, you're giving another chance, but but you have to act. And there is there are moments. You know, we've had to ask people to leave our church. Yeah. Because of their toxicity. Yeah. And their danger to children. Uh, and so good leaders uh, value the atmosphere. They yeah. value the culture. They value morale. And it's, it's the exception. But there are times where you have to go, but you just got to be really clear. Yes. Here's why. Yeah. I love that. Clarity is kind. And uh, I yep. think that's so true. And also, oh, and one other thought with it, Dan, is if it does get to that point, um, like of coming off a team or coming off a group, you want a tag team with somebody. Yes. So Don't it's be not alone. just you. So you just, you know, maybe I'll go, oh, I'm the coach. You're the group leader. Hey, Fred, just giving you a call. Dan said that he's been catching up with you about how it's going in group. I hear it's pretty tough. Tell me. Mm. You know, so we're going to tag team. That's great. Uh, together, or sometimes even be in a meeting together if it's a bit more serious.
0: So good. I got nothing to add except if you're listening and you know you need a conversation, uh, yep. I would encourage you the sooner the better. The The longer we leave it, the more painful it becomes, <laughs> totally. right? And so, uh, totally. Um,
1: and the other thing I'd say is if your name's Fred, we love yeah, you. Yeah, we, we love you, Fred. <laughs> God bless you. Whoever you are, we're
0: praying for you right now. Um, <laughs> so good. All right, Pastor John, the 10th question we are going to finish the BDM okay. podcast. Bring it home. Yes. Pastor John, what are some tips on being patient while developing leaders? (laughs) This takes time,
1: doesn't it, Pastor John? (laughs) This does take time. Again, Jesus is the master. uh, And, you know, he he had some days where he sent out the disciples to lay hands on people and he gave them clear instructions and, you know, some of these guys wanted to call lightning down to strike the, Samar- <laughs> the Samaritans. Uh, they were fighting over who was the most important and who would sit at his right hand. Yeah, uh, they couldn't cast out a demon uh, because of their unbelief. Uh, that you know, the, all sorts of challenges were going on <laughs> with so Jesus funny. guys. Yeah. You know, it's just it's human nature. So. Let's let's always remember that disciples are made and leaders are made, mm. and so probably the first tip, apart, you know, you're looking at Jesus as the example, but the first tip is just to think of yourself, right? Think of think of the mistakes that you've made, think of the patience that people showed you, <laughs> and a, a really good comparison of disciple making is parenting, right? You just love your kids. Regardless of whether they're getting it or not, right? You know, yeah. You, you know, if they if they didn't walk on the third week of their life, you don't go, "Wow, what a loser! You can't walk." <laughs> yeah, it's true. You just you just love them, and and some take fifteen months, and some are walking at nine months, and some two years, and yeah. So there's just this sense of I'm gonna, I love you. Mm. That, that's my number one motivation. I love you, not because you're gonna, you know, and often as leaders. I need you to solve this problem for me. I need you to do this job for me. And therefore I'm going to try and get you to do something that's going to help me. That's right. not the heart of a leader. Yes. I'm going to I actually going to love you and I'm going to disciple you. I'm going to use roles and tasks to disciple you. Yeah. But but ultimately it takes way longer than we think it will. Yeah. And that's that's the patience involved in leadership development.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And I think, you know, disciple making and leadership, we're playing the long game. Mm -hmm. It's not about what, you know, the quick results. It's not about, you know, uh, trying to rush things forward, but we're actually playing – like it takes time to disciple people. It takes time to raise leaders, but – It's so worth it when, um, you know, we see all that God does in and through that person and then it multiplies out. So the long game is so worth uh, the wait, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. There's no, there is no fast, uh, immediate way to develop, make disciples or raise leaders. It's a slow, organic. That's why Jesus, the, the illustrations Jesus uses are so often. Things like planting vineyards and mm. trees and you know gardens yep, and it's, because it's an organic thing, yes, seeds. Yeah. So it, it takes time. So you want to enjoy the journey with people along the way. Ah, oh,
0: love it. Well, Pastor John, we're about to finish. Brilliant Disciple Makers. Uh, I am getting a, a bit sad about it, but man, it's been a journey, and I just love to finish. Pastor John, what would you like to say uh, to those who are listening right now?
1: Hey, well, guys, it's just been awesome having you part of uh, our Brilliant Disciple Makers community. I want to just say congratulations on your hunger to learn and grow as a leader yes. and to be a person who's advancing the kingdom of God. There is nothing more impor- important in terms of eternity than the advancing of the kingdom of God Amen. on planet Earth. So so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of, the, the, of this community. And uh, we're, we're believing for great things ahead for you.
0: Yes, we believe in you and we're grateful for you. So the one thing we'd love you to do, please share this with someone else as we all become a brilliant disciple makers god bless you thanks for listening to today's episode and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on
1: today you can connect with john on instagram at john underscore pierce